0: Welcome to the Building Interest Podcast presented by LeaderBank, a series of free-flowing conversations on a wide range of banking and money-related subjects. We are here to discuss all the issues that impact your financial future. Do you want to buy a home, start a small business, or secure your financial future? Or maybe you want to maximize your savings ability, get your budget in order. We can help. Our talks with experts and influencers across the world of banking will set you in the right direction. I'm your host, Greg Farber. Let's jump right in. We are back with the Building Interest Podcast, and today we'll be talking about taking control of your financial future. I'm your host, Greg Farber, and I'm here with a few financial experts, our very own Savvy Uck Fernandez, Vice President Retail Bank Trainer and Elevate Relations Manager here at LeaderBank, and Chris DiCilio, owner of Decilio Financial. Savvy and Chris, thank you both for joining me here today.
1: Well, thank you for helping us, Greg. We're happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, Savvy, I want to start with you. You've been with Leader for a number of years now. We were just talking before how we both feel like we've been here for a long time. Yes. And I'm curious to know what drew you here to Leader. Were you in banking at your prior job as well? And what made you decide that Leader was the place for you?
1: I was in banking. Um, I've been in banking for over... 20 years now. Um, I started out at a local bank. Um, what I love about banking is definitely the client service aspect of it, as well as mentoring um, uh, personal bankers. Um, but most importantly, it's definitely the client, um, servicing the client's need. What got me here to lead a bank, it's the community, the sense of caring um it's it's definitely a family environment a local
0: brand as opposed to a big bank
1: correct exactly everybody knows everybody at the end of the day we all look out for each other and especially when it comes to clients referral base is very important and i think all of our clients are very happy very satisfied with the service level that we provide and i I really love that aspect of it about leader bank
0: absolutely i couldn't agree more um so chris and again welcome and thanks for being here thank you Um, when you first met Savvy, was she already here at Leader?
2: I believe so. Um, my recollection is about 10 years ago, I was looking to refinance my mortgage. I got a tip on Leader Bank. And after that process was done, my mortgage officer introduced me to Savvy, who was working on creating a business collaboration type effort.
1: Networking group. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: And that's how our professional uh, relationship started.
0: So let's back up a second here and and lay the foundation. Um, Chris, can you explain for our listeners what is a financial planner and what is your role to the client?
2: Well, let me answer that a couple of different ways. First, I want to paint a picture for you. Imagine a Venn diagram. So imagine a circle in front of you. and Now imagine a series of circles around the perimeter overlapping with that circle and maybe a little bit with one another. So each of those circles represents a different component of financial planning. One might be investment planning. Another one might be taxation. Mm -hmm. Another one might be risk management, insurance and budgeting and cash flow and so on and so forth. So those are all very important aspects of financial planning. The circle in the middle is me. I am central to a process where I... Um, utilize my expertise and experience and knowledge and bring those different aspects of financial planning together to build financial plans for clients and manage their wealth. So I really
0: like that idea of that picture and so now you may have a customer that has one or two of those financial needs or maybe even three and it's your role to bring those together and get the the client on a path that achieves those different goals that they have. Am I getting that right?
2: A couple of those might be more stress for certain clients um, most clients actually have a need for all of them to some degree. They just don't know it. Well, taxation but, sounds
0: like it would be a stressful one yeah, for I, clients, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> yes, it, yes, it certainly is. And that's a, that is one of, um, over the course of a lifetime of an individual, usually their biggest cost. So that's mm. a very important ask. They're all very important. Um, but that answer is kind of a, an investopedia, sort of a textbook kind of answer. Okay. Um, the other way I approach my job is from the perspective of psychology, Mm. So there's a discipline called behavioral finance. Mm-hmm. And I've always been very intrigued by it. It, it basically seeks to understand, observes and un- tries to understand why people act the way that they do yeah. with their money.
0: Spending patterns, the things they save for or don't save for, yeah. this kind of thing.
2: Um, yes. Fear, greed, fear of missing out, fear of, uh, of losses, um, herd mentality, procrastination, all that sort of stuff. And so sometimes my job is very simple. It's just Trying to get people to do things that they sort of already know how to do, and they could probably do themselves, but for whatever reason they don't do it.
0: They don't have the impetus, or they haven't formalized it, written it down, something along <laughs> something those lines. Something
2: along that lines, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let me give you an example. You you probably have access to a 401k plan yeah so sure.
0: mm-hmm.
2: imagine somebody is uh, an employee becomes eligible for a to participate in a 401k mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. the company says hey congratulations um you're now eligible to enroll in our 401k plan and yeah. we're even going to match some of our con- your contributions yeah. all you have to do to sign up is just these few little steps over here and you'd be surprised how many people don't do it even if they know that they should mm-hmm. they just for one reason or another just You just don't. It's up for you. So along comes something uh, called automatic enrollment. Mm -hmm. And this was designed to uh, fix this problem. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Participation rates went up. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is that same employee might get a notification for the company that says, Hey, Mm -hmm. congratulations, you are now eligible and enrolled in our 401k plan. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we're going to offer a matching contribution Mm -hmm. For right now, we're going to put you in an age-based target fund, but you can change it if you want to. Mm. And if you want to opt out of this, all you have to do is take these, you know, the, these few simple steps to opt out of the program if you want to. And people won't do that either. So, um, people, so inherently,
0: you've increased the engagement with that one simple step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: People will very often not take proactive steps yeah. to do what's in their best interest. Okay. They will also not take proactive steps to do To undo something that is in their best interest, and so mm-hmm. um, that is you know one example of a way that I try to help people remain accountable to themselves mm-hmm. and guide them along so a lot of my practice you know there's the expertise and knowledge part of it, but much of it is just me acting as a motivator, an encourager, sometimes a disciplinarian, mm-hmm. um, sometimes a little bit of a therapist mm-hmm. um, and because so many of our goals are intertwined yeah. with money yeah. for better or for worse you know i'm i'm often acting as a life coach as well right and it's all good i love what i do and part it's part of the reason it's all very I do it.
0: different from traditional banking and when yeah. you say it's all about money and so is banking yeah and yet when most people think of banking it's about having something traditional a checking account Correct. to pay your bills right. a savings account maybe for those vacations or rainy days right. not even as as in-depth as a 401k plan right Maybe they want to get a mortgage to buy or refi their home—that that sort of thing. Exactly. Um, so I'm curious now, and, and from you too, Savvy, sure. how you your relationship has mm-hmm. has en- enabled you to kind of bring your clients maybe together to to enhance that banking experience, where your traditional banking customers right. might not be looking for financial advice, but yep. you can you know provide right. that, and vice versa. You may have some folks, Chris, that that came to you for advice, and they may need that banking foundation before they can they can really move forward with it. Can you talk to me a little bit about that experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I feel like you know banking again we're all intertwined, right? We're all we're, that that circle that you um, that that you alluded to. We're all connected in that way. Um, a client comes to us um, for the investment and stuff. You need the account. The bank's kind of like that liaison between the client and the financial advisor because they need to set up the account. If like you said earlier, if they're looking to um, save funds to purchase a home, they need to put a certain funds away, and that goes back to Chris um referencing in regards to savings, you know, um, which we'll go a little bit deeper into that in a bit. But um, you need to be able to have game plan um, fi- um planning accordingly as well strategically. So I think this is where the bank comes in in regards to what kind of vehicle we're going to put these products in. Um, is it going to be a savings? Is it going to be a checking, um, a money market, a term account such as a c- certificate of
0: deposit? Or some combination of all Correct. of those things. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Now I've heard of this thing called the 50/20/30 rule, yeah. which is this rule of thumb that, you know, you put 50% of your budget towards essentials and, you know, another 20 maybe towards savings or financial goals, which as as we you mentioned before Chris not everyone does on their own, and then you keep that 30% leftover as kind of your fun money. Now that pretty neatly separates needs from wants. Is that really just an over- oversimplification or is that is that a real thing? Is that how you approach, you know, savings plans with your clients? within sort of that framework of those needs and wants.
2: Well, I think you described it well as a rule of thumb, and there are many others out there like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically just tries to help people prioritize between spending and saving. Um, the, the 20 that you see in that equation, uh, that's been around for a long time, and on occasion I will uh, mention it to a client if they're below that 20, and mm-hmm. I feel like they can get to that 20. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's just not a very realistic number. Right. Um, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics recently came out with our national savings rate, which has dropped to a dismal Mm -hmm. 4.4%. And a lot of that has to do with what's going on right now with inflation. Mm -hmm. It's really tough on people. Mm -hmm. But it's been a chronic condition for the United States for many, many years, the Mm -hmm. savings rate. So people who are just struggling to get by, 20% feels almost impossible. That 50% on needs is probably a little bit low. Mm. Um, On the other hand, there are high net uh, income uh, income earners. um, and net worth individuals who have the means to save more than 20% mm-hmm. and need to if they're going to maintain that lifestyle right. later in life. Mm-hmm. So, what I encourage people to do really is to develop their own equation. Okay. And that really starts with establishing some goals, maybe doing a budget, figuring out where their money goes, mm-hmm. and making a determination of, well, how much money do I need to set aside in order to make that financial goal happen? And that helps people prioritize between how much they save and how much they spend. Mm -hmm. I tend to break it down into needs versus just discretionary income. And the discretionary income can be parlayed into things you want to do Mm -hmm. um, and things that you probably have to do to save for your future.
0: Right. So the needs includes a little bit of future saving for retirement, things like that. But then, some savings is also in that discretionary, as far as vacations or, or things like that. So it kind of encompasses both of those. those yeah, I guess
2: sides. it begs the question: what is a need and what is really right. right a want? Right. Is a vacation a need? Mm. Um, is it a is it a want? Um, but you had mentioned, you know, saving for retirement maybe as a need. I actually encourage people to to look at it that way, mm. um, to pay themselves first, almost look at themselves as their own creditor um, if they can, because um, that's, I think, one of the best ways to save for the future. Just put yourself in an automatic savings plan Mm -hmm. and make that part of something that you – adhere to.
0: So not necessarily always 50, 20, 30, but like you said, as a rule of thumb, kind of a starting point to see what are your goals, what are your needs, and then how to fit those into 100%. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I want to add too is that with direct deposit, you know, it's one of those platform that definitely can help client, but a lot of client don't, like you said earlier, we we have to simplify things for clients, right? Um, If the process is more involved, People get discouraged. So I think with my role and Chris' role, it's all about simplifying, you know, helping our client to simplify their banking experience as well as simplifying their financial process. But direct deposit is one of those things. You set it, you forget it. Yep. Right? So before you know it, that funds accumulate to now you're over exceeding your um your budgeted amount. So we we talked, you know, I think that direct deposit is one of the components that um people don't really take advantage of.
0: That is a great point, and I, you know, I actually do that myself. Uh, when, um, when we first started a family, mm-hmm. we decided that some of our paycheck would just automatically go right. into a, a house fund for yep. repairs right. and an activity fund so that exactly. we could pay for things like summer camps right. that have started right, right now right. And, and things. Right. So where I don't have to think about mm-hmm. and the, the take-home pay I get already has that carved Correct. out of it, like you say, it's, it's simplified, it's automatic, right. and that savings tool is, is right. actually happening
1: right right
2: i'm but, very much a favor uh in favor of simplification as yeah. well and audit automating as much as you can of yes. the process. Yep.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Now,
0: Savvy, so if a client approaches you with a bigger goal in mind, yep. um, they might be a new client, they might mm-hmm. be an existing client of the banks or whatever, mm-hmm. but now they've decided they want to start saving for a down payment on a house. Right, right. Uh, that's a much bigger goal. That's mm-hmm. probably not going to happen if you set 200 a month aside right. in, in a, in a, from your paycheck or something. Right. Um, is this something where then your professional relationship with Chris... Right.
1: It's it, Of course, it's, it's about exploring that exploratory phase to... Um, understand what the client's needs and wants are Right. Um, we need to and number two we need to be able to part of that exploring phase is how much can they budget for right and I think that's when Chris comes in Um, if they want just maybe a basic savings account we can absolutely do that or even a money market account but if they're looking for something that is more um, that will take maybe a couple years or so and stuff that's where when Chris comes in
0: so I just want to come back to something that I, I mentioned early mm-hmm. on when we got started in this episode mm-hmm. and we talked about you've been here for a long time yeah. and you talked about how much you love the clients yes. and kind of <laughs> what keeps you coming back. What is it that keeps you coming back to work every day, Chris, and, and, and being, being part of this, this money engagement for clients?
2: Well, I think I fell in love with the concept of financial planning in my mm-hmm. early 20s. I didn't really get much out of my college experience. I learned what I wanted to do after <laughs> I paid all that money. Um, I know how that feels. <laughs> but, um, I, I actually don't really look at my work as a job. I look at more of a, as it more of a calling in life, perhaps. And so mm-hmm. um, when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm working for me, but I'm working with some great people yeah. and I enjoy that an awful lot. I enjoy forging long-term relationships exactly. with them. And when you're very delighted with what you do it doesn't yeah. really it's not feel, work yeah right. it's it not really work
1: exactly do, and the generally. day goes by so fast yes right yeah yes yeah well
2: it's also a function of as getting older too but <laughs> yes i mean when you like what you do it doesn't right. make the day go by it definitely it,
1: right exactly and I, I think that you know when you love what you do definitely shine through to your client and it's so genuine it's so sincere and i feel that in the line of work that we do that that sincerity translate into trust, and we know that when it comes to client finances, people are hesitant. You know, there's a lot of hesitation, a lot right. of concern. So trust plays a, a huge, huge component with the decision making. Because when it comes to decision, it's all emotional,
0: right? Right. But you have to be comfortable. You have Correct. to feel that connection with exactly. the person that you're working with in e- both ways. Exactly. You have to feel it. The client has to feel exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, it does
2: need to be
1: mutual. Yes. Very much. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So as a parting thought, and not Mm -hmm. necessarily specifically for either one of you, I want to touch on, you mentioned the economy Mm -hmm. and how much things seem to be changing every day in our world. Uh, I mean, is there any advice that you want to offer for our listeners Mm -hmm. today to stay on top of their finances at a time when everything seems to be getting more expensive? I'm looking at the gas pumps here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what are some folks, uh, things folks should keep in mind uh, when making money decisions specifically in today's market?
2: Well, I would say the first thing is that it's okay not to feel great about what's going on. It's a very normal Mm -hmm. uh, feeling. It never feels good to watch account balances shrink and um, uh, to have to pay more to fill up your car or to buy groceries or what Mm -hmm. have you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you're somebody who's constantly looking at your account balances, that's probably not healthy. Um, On the other hand, I do think times like this give you an opportunity to do what we might call a gut check Mm -hmm. and just to figure out, okay – Am I being too aggressive with my portfolio? It's one thing to you know, hypothetically think about, um, say, a ten or fifteen or twenty percent loss on your assets. It's another thing to actually go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think this is a, a good time to reevaluate where you are. Mm-hmm. And if it turns out that you um, your your goals haven't changed and you had positioned yourself where you are for the right reasons, and you have a good emergency reserve, which is probably important nowadays because right. if we go into a recession, you're going to need it. Right. Maybe, um, if all things check out, then I would say um, not to stress too much. Just yeah. you know, stay on the train yeah. and uh, keep plugging away yeah. your goals. And
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to add that my, my advice would say, again, don't panic. I mean, changes come and go, right? Yep. We all live through it, right? And we all, we all overcome that. And if anything, we, we, it prepare us to, to be even more prepared in the future. So it, it's definitely, it, it's short term. I don't want to say short term, but it's, change is not permanent. Right. Right. So we just need to be flexible. And like Chris said, don't panic, don't stress ourselves. Right. Out. Because we're, 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 we're all going to overcome that. Yeah,
0: not take to stock make any, of where we yes. are. Make yeah. sure what we, we have the means to take care of what we exact. need to right now. Exact. But don't panic and go liquidate the, those right. other assets that you've been saving and freak right. out or something. Stay, stay the course with, with yep. kind of keeping a level head. Like you said, it's not healthy. I no. remember checking my 401k balance earlier this yeah. year and I decided not to check it again and <laughs> I haven't since. <laughs> and I don't even want to know yes. because it's not for today, it's for tomorrow. That's yes. when
1: Chris said to me, don't log into your 401k. <laughs> no point in looking at it now. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yes, it's just
2: losses on paper currently.
0: No, that's, that's great advice. I hope that helps the folks listening. And uh, I just want to say thank you both for thank being you. here today. I had a great time. Thank I you, hope Greg. the listeners enjoyed it. Yes. And uh, if you have any other closing thoughts or anything, by all means, and uh, thank you again.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having us.
2: I just need to read a quick disclaimer. Again, I am Christopher Decilio, principal of Decilio Financial, of Arlington, Mass. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC.
0: Decilio Financial, Inc. is not affiliated with or owned by Leader Bank N.A., and all opinions expressed by Christopher Decilio are his own and not the opinions of LeaderBank. For more information on today's subject, visit leaderbank.com. In addition to past episodes, you can also find our corresponding blog entries for more insights. This podcast is a production of LeaderBank N.A., Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC, NMLS number 449250.